P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror. Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine. Turbulence. This is your captain speaking, the intercom boomed. This is to inform you that we're expecting some turbulence for the next few minutes. If you look to your left, you might be able to see some colorful lights as we pass near the Aurora Borealis. Mary leaned over and tapped her daughter on the shoulder, and Gina reluctantly pulled her earbuds out. What? Not polite to say what, Mary said with a frown. Okay, what is it, mother? Did you hear what the captain said? Gina stared at her mom, who rolled her eyes. It's not polite to roll your eyes, either. Her mom ignored the comment. The captain said to look out the left side of the plane. Your side. Can you open the window? Nah, I'm good, Gina said, shoving the earbuds back into her ears. But I'm not. Their vacation was turning out to be a nightmare, and they hadn't even landed yet. Mary reached across her daughter's body and flicked the window open. Gina grunted something about being elbowed in the stomach, but Mary paid her no attention. She was transfixed by the scene outside. It was still mid-afternoon, but the sky was almost completely dark. Dark with swashes of purple and pink light, as if someone had taken a giant watercolor paintbrush and painted the sky with it. Wow, that's... The plane suddenly jostled violently and stole the word beautiful from Mary's mouth. She instinctively put an arm across her daughter. What are you doing, Mom? The turbulence subsided and Mary leaned back in her seat. Nothing, she muttered. When she looked back out the window, she saw that it was no longer dark out. Not only that, but they were flying over what looked like some sort of desert. For miles, all Mary could see was golden sand. Where are we? She wondered out loud. They were supposed to be flying over Great Falls, not the Sahara Desert. Other people began to notice as well, as muffled voices suddenly filled the cabin. And then came the pinging of alerts as several of the confused passengers called for the attendant. What's going on? Gina asked, pulling out her earbuds again. I don't... I don't know. It looks like... Once again, Mary's words were stolen by the turbulence. Only this bout was far more violent than the first. Everyone sit down, remain seated, and remain calm, one of the flight attendants shouted. Mary's stomach rose into her throat as the plane suddenly dropped. Someone screamed and it took her a second to realize that it was Gina. Mary held her daughter as the lights flickered, and the plane started to descend. And then everything went black. Gina awoke with a groan. She opened her eyes, unsure of where she was. And then she saw her mother hovering over her. I'm fine, Mom. Uh, I'm fine. Then everything came flooding back. The turbulence, the emergency landing... Gina stood bolt upright and joined her mother and the rest of the passengers as they made their way towards the exits. It appeared as if they had landed in some sort of desert, which made very little sense to Gina. She was by no means an expert in geography, but to her knowledge there was no desert between Anchorage and Boston. The sun was hot and bright as one of the flight attendants ushered Gina down the inflatable ramp. Her mother came next. Mom, where are we? I have no idea. Her mom tried to question an attendant, but all four of them were being bombarded by questions from the other sweating passengers. That's when Gina heard the noise. It sounded like the rumble of a train mixed with someone shrieking. All eyes were on the sand dune to their left, which was obscured by dust. What emerged from the crowd was something that made no sense at all. Gina saw something out of the history books. 
a man wearing some sort of gold helmet and a strange gilded vest was being hauled through the sand on a chariot by four horses. Behind him emerged more horses, more strange men, and more chariots. Mom? Gina asked. When she saw the lead man raise a giant glinting sword, she started to back up. Everyone back on board. Get back on the plane, one of the flight attendants shouted. Let's go, Mary said, forcing Gina back onto the ramp. Going down had been much easier than going up, but they somehow managed, just as the man with the sword slashed the inflatable ramp. Gina wasn't sure how the pilot did it, but the plane started to move across the packed sand, picking up speed and covering the pursuing chariots in a cloud of dust. When the desert started to turn into a yellow smear below them, Gina finally allowed herself a deep breath. Neither she nor her mother said anything for a long time, nor did the attendants. In fact, the plane was completely silent until the captain came back on the intercom. We're expecting a little more turbulence, he said matter-of-factly. There was no mention of what had just happened. The emergency landing in the desert, the howling horde, nothing, just more turbulence. Did I dream everything? Gina wondered. She had been tired, but she didn't remember falling asleep. Mom, did we... Mary suddenly reached across her and pointed out the window. Look, she exclaimed, and Gina looked. The bright sun had been replaced by a dark sky with a splash of watercolor. Get ready for more turbulence, her mom whispered. And then, as before, the plane jostled and bumped. When it dropped suddenly, Gina screamed. She didn't want to look out the window, but couldn't help herself. Below them wasn't Great Falls. It wasn't a strange desert, either. What Gina saw was a massive volcano, leaking scorching magma. Mom, is that... She stopped speaking when she heard the sound. A massive cry, but not one made by a man in a chariot. This one was far deeper and more resonating. A shadow passed over the plane, and Gina looked upward just in time to catch a glimpse of something huge. Something impossible. Gina was no expert in geography, but she knew a lot about dinosaurs, and the giant cruising bird that flew over their plane looked very much like a prehistoric pterodactyl. Hold on tight, we're going down again, the pilot shouted. This time, Gina didn't brace herself for the emergency landing. Instead, she closed her eyes and put her earbuds back in her ears, and then she tried to force herself to go back to sleep, because all of this had to be a dream, didn't it? P.T. Logan's Five Minutes of Terror Twisted, troubling tales to send a chill up your spine 